You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. This Friday, your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley! It's anger! Let me at him! Fear! Safety checklist is complete! Disgust! Ew! Ew! Ugh. Sadness is in the house! Oh no! Hello! I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going! Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. While you were skipping stones, building forts and flying kites, I was missing school and all my Saturday nights. Other kids were climbing trees and rolling down hills. I was singing songs to pay my family's bills. Little me. Hello friends, it's Mark Tuminelli and welcome back to another episode of Little Me Growing Up Broadway. My guest today has in fact grown up on Broadway. She's one of the most successful young actors in the past decade. She made her Broadway debut as a swing in the most recent revival of Annie and then moved up to playing the role of Kate. Following Annie, she played the iconic role of Matilda in Matilda and then went on to play roles in the Broadway productions of Les Miserables, Tuck Everlasting, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, and The Ferryman. She plays the role of Lynn in the CBS drama Evil and was featured on NBC series Rise. She's an incredible talent, and at the age of 16, she has done more than most people will do in their entire career. Please welcome Broadway and TV superstar, Brooklyn Shuck. Hi. Hi, Brooklyn. How are you? I'm doing super well. How are you? Oh, my God. Thank you for being here. You're 16 now. Is that truth? It is. That's so weird. I now, know. I don't, I don't know if you remember this, but I met you when you were six, I think. Yeah. Um, and you came to take a workshop with Howard Meltzer mm-hmm. at Ripley Greer in Studio 16Q because I remember everything. My you brain, I'm like Mary, the, the studio. I'm like Mary Lou Henner like that. I remember everything. You don't know who Mary <laughs> Lou Henner is. But okay. So, and then I coached you right before you guys went in for your Annie audition yeah. at Shetler Studios. Do you remember that? Yes. Well, it worked out because <laughs> luckily, yeah, you, you wound up booking that production of Annie. But let's go back a little bit before okay. Annie, pre-Annie. Yeah. Um, what was happening in Lexington, Kentucky, with you and your two fabulous sisters? That your mom was like, "We got to get these kids to New York." Tell me what was going on. I mean, it was all kind of like a fluke, crazy thing because like we never had planned on like doing it professionally or doing like this crazy. Moved to New York. I was a soccer player, and my sisters were in this this studio in Kentucky where they did like acting and singing lessons. Um, and my mom had us like switch hobbies and like try each other's out, um, which thank. God, she did that. Yeah, good job. Um, So we did that and I ended up really liking it um, and decided to quit soccer, leave it all behind. (laughs) Um, It was like the first thing they had you do that you were like, wait, I think I might be really good at this. (laughs) I think, I don't know. It was just like those classes. And then we auditioned for a production. We did Seussical 
Okay. And my mom has this like funny story where me and Sydney were auditioning for Susical because Sydney had already, my older sister had already been in this program and I'd done shows with them, but I never did. And so I auditioned and we both auditioned and there was like a callback table and they like kept kids after the callbacks. And I was standing there with Sydney and my mom was like, oh, poor kid. Like she's just following her sister like to the callback table. How am I going to like break it to her? And so she like goes up to the to the people who work there. And it's like, how, how am I going to break it to her? Like she, she's going to be heartbroken. And they're like, like, have you, have you ever like heard, like seen her perform or like heard her sing or anything? She's like, no. Um, and they were like, no, yeah, she, she, she has a callback. They both got She's callbacks. real good. She's yeah. real good. You, <laughs> then, so yeah. I'm assuming you got cast in that production of Susical, yeah. right? My sister yeah. and I both were the mini kangaroo, the baby kangaroo in like split casts. So okay. we both played that, yeah, and I ended up, and that was like the first production I'd ever done. Um, and I remember like rehearsing in my room. I think I sang "Where Is Love" because I think Great. that was one of the songs they had like taught us. Um, and so I kind of just like fell in love with it after that, and then like just went to New York. And so was she like looking for auditions for you to do in New York? Uh, like, how did you wind up coming to New York to do that class with me? To do how yeah. did it all kind of start? Well, we we went to New York on a trip with one of the other girls who was in the program. And she was just like, I'm going, I think she was going to the city to an audition. And we were like, Oh, let's just go and like make a trip out of it. Like we weren't going to audition. We were just going to New York cause it sounded super fun. And so we went and I remember we took a voice lesson with Bob Marks. Yeah. Um, and because like we knew that he was, he was really he good. He was the guy. Yeah. yeah, he was. Yeah. He was, he was, we knew we had to, we had to, um, do that and so we went and then he um he kind of directed us to an audition with my now agent and was like you guys should audition for this agency and we were like okay like yeah sure um and then we did and then she signed us and then we were still like going back and forth from Kentucky and then there was an open call for Annie for us because they needed a swing and so we like made a trip up to New York to audition like just because why not? Like we might as well give it a shot. And then I ended up booking it and had 11 days to move to New York. And so you and your mother and your sisters all moved to New York and your dad stayed behind because he's on television. He's a meteorologist, right? He is. is. We originally, um, but it was just me and my mom for like six Uh months and my sisters and dad stayed in Kentucky. Cause like we were like, it's going to be six months and then we'll be back. Like, (laughs) And it'll be over and never is over. Yeah. Okay. So what do you remember about that Annie open call? It wasn't like you had like this big fancy appointment, like yeah. you waited in line to audition. What do you remember them? And your sister auditioned as well. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. so. I mean, I just remember it being, well, I was like so little and so like fearless and just like ready to kind of conquer anything. And I don't even think I fully registered what it actually was. Um, and at the time it was just like something I really liked to do. And like, I could just go in and like do my thing and just like have a blast. And it didn't really, I didn't really understand kind of what was happening, (laughs) but, um, I don't know. There were like a bunch of calls. I do remember being in a tap call, like in a tap room, um, doing a dance. And I remember standing in the, in the corner and seeing them like pick up my headshot and point to it very like move like you would see that in like a movie like in a movie like yeah. oh my god they're looking yeah. at my headshot <laughs> but that's like 
it what it was. And I was like, mm, that must mean something, which like, it, in really, and it did. Yeah, <laughs> in fact, like, it did mean something. Yeah, I guess it did, but like, usually I don't, I feel like that happens. Like people, of course, headshots, yeah. but I just have that like vague memory being like, Ooh, like that's, that's a good sign. And I mean, like it, it was. And when you left that open call, did you feel like I'm going to get this? Did you have multiple callbacks? What do you remember about yeah, that? There process? were multiple callbacks. It, the last thing was, it was like, um, final where I think, did we go to Lincoln center? And, and I'm, I think to do like our last thing with the director, our last like callback, but there were a lot of them. And I think after that dance call, there might've been a few more. I was at like a, a dinner about to like fly home um, and kind of waiting, but being like, okay, we're going home. And then like, they called him or like, there's a final callback. Like we want you with the final callback. And then that was like, that was like, now, was there any drama between you and your sister because she had also auditioned or were you guys pretty cool about it? <laughs> I think we were pretty cool about it. And like, yeah, right. We, <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> no. Um, and again, I just don't, I don't even think we realized like what was happening and it didn't feel like competitive. We were both just kind of like, we probably didn't even understand that it was for, the same thing. Yeah, like what was actually going on? Yeah, exactly, right. so exactly. When did you get the call? Like you are making your Broadway debut. You were going to be the new swing in the Broadway revival of Annie. Like what, um, what was that day? Do you remember? Yeah, I kind of do. I remember from like videos because I'm pretty sure my mom got a call and I don't think I was there for the call because the video of me finding out is like in a hotel, like laying in bed. And my mom like starts recording and is like, Nancy just called. And I'm like, so Nancy Carson, your agent, yeah, I'm assuming. Yes. Yeah, yes. Okay. Um, and she was like, you got it. And I like freaked out. And, and I just remember that's, I mean, that's what she told me. And there's like a fun little video. And I guess. All that right. was- How old were you? You're seven at this point. Yeah. All right. So what does a seven-year-old do to learn how to swing in a show? I mean, it's something that me as not seven would be like freaking out about. Yeah. And I just don't understand how a seven-year-old like shows up to work and is ready to play multiple orphans. So walk me through learning the show. And then the first time you went on. Yeah. Um, I did, I did rehearsals. I remember with Andy Blankenbuehler. No big deal, choreographer of Hamilton. No, the choreographer of the Annie Rive. Yeah, no biggie. (laughs) Um, And I think I did a lot of one-on-one rehearsals because at the time they had had all the girls were already cast, and this was after they had opened and they like had realized they needed a swing. And so I did a lot of like private rehearsals with just me, like running through the tracks. I think I learned Molly and Kate first, just because those were like the most realistic. I was like teeny, and those were like the ones I was. I was most likely to do. Um, and I don't know. I, I just like was so excited to just like take it all in. And like, I don't know how my- Did you keep like a notebook? Like, this is my Tessie track. This is my Kate track. I how did you like, I don't you don't remember? So. I, I think like, I don't even know how my brain retained that much information. Like at that time, like I, I don't mean, even sometimes know. Sometimes you just do it. You yeah. just go out there and they push you around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, How many orphans did you wind up playing? I think I think only went on for two because I did Molly several times. I did Kate. And then they also had another – they had other understudies nice. that covered those other, like, three roles that were 
older. So it was like July and pepper. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) So it's most likely that they would go on. And so, and then when it got to a certain point and then I got renewed to to do Kate. And then then you replaced as Kate. What do you remember about your first, first night hitting that stage? Were you Molly in your first performance? I, I must've been. I don't like it's so crazy because I was like so young. I, I knew you're seven. I, I don't remember one thing from being seven. Yeah, I like only have like super vague um, memories, but I do remember sliding under like the in the bed, which was like our entrance, like mm-hmm. right it was like a drawer. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, going so I must have been Kate because Mo- if I were Molly, I would have been like in the drawer. Cause that like, she gets like, pulled out. Um, so I think I was Kate and we like slide and they were always like, keep your heads down because like, you know, if we put our heads up, like we would bang our heads. Um, but like I slid out and like the first thing I noticed was like, it's so dark, but I can see the exit signs. I was like, Whoa, that it's like the exit signs for so, like some random reason. <laughs> That's that what was- seared into your brain. The exit signs. I know. I don't, I, I don't think know. Judy Garland felt the same thing at the palace. Yeah. She's like, where am I? Where's the exit? Sign? <laughs> just in um, case I need to know. <laughs> just in case you need to know. And then you got, after doing this for a couple months, they, they bumped you up to play Kate full time. Yeah. And there's a really sweet YouTube video yeah. of, your sisters all like doing a poem that ended with you reading that you got the role of Kate. Yes. Um, that must've been so exciting for you to like step out of your swing track and like take over a role. Yeah. What do you remember about God, that? I was like overjoyed. I was just so thrilled because that was just like such a great show at the time, like at my age and like with all the other girls to just like spend so much time with them and I was always so like eager to get on stage and like just enjoyed every single second. Um, and I was just so, so excited and ready. And like that props to my parents for that video, because that is like, I'm so glad that was captured because it's just like such a sweet moment. And and it's like, so I didn't even suspect it at all. Like they yeah. were like, we're sending a video to to your Nana because she misses you. Like, no, that would never, that would never happen. But, um, and at that point, did your, did, was your family mostly living in New York and your dad was going back and forth? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think it had probably been more than six months. At then. Yeah. I think I did it for like a year, um, or like until it closed. And yeah, I think at the time my sisters were there full time. My dad was probably coming back and forth. And was that like a hard transition for your family or did you guys mostly take to it really well? Yeah. I mean, I, I do vividly remember like being at the airport about to go to New York city, like being so sad that I was like leaving my dad and my sisters. Um, but, but I was like, it's only for six months. Like, and obviously I'm going to have like the time of my life. Um, but I think I got like super used to it and like felt so at like, I felt like in the right place in this, in New York city. Like it just felt. And also you have a family at the show that like, yeah, exactly. exactly. It's weird to say that, but you replaced your two sisters with like seven (laughs) other girls, you know, yeah. Yeah. Don't don't come for me kids. There was was like the, the, I mean, I definitely miss them, but like I was super busy and I was just like doing this crazy thing and, and I would see them and, and then they ended up coming up. But like, it was a shift that like, it was definitely hard and and there were like lots of sacrifices like 
for my parents to even allow me yeah. to do that. But I mean, we kind of adapted when, like when we came, it, it only took us like so long, but yeah. Now, did you want to be Annie? Was that like, were you like, can I, I am I stand? Can I understudy? Like, was there any, know. was there ever you trying to be like, I gotta get, I gotta play Annie here. I'm here. sure. I'm sure I like totally would have wanted to. I remember like singing because the audition song, one of the audition songs was tomorrow, of course. Duh. And like, I loved singing that song. And also the funny We song, all loved singing yeah, that song. Oh. Every boy, every girl. Keep going. <laughs> um, I remember, or I don't even really remember, but I remember people telling me this happened. We were at an understudy rehearsal and they were doing NYC and there, there was no star to be. And I little seven-year-old me was like, I want to do it. And they were like, okay. <laughs> and so I got up and like did all of, of, um, star to be. Star to be NYC. Yeah. Um, exactly. And it turns out you were the star to be. So there yeah. you go. <laughs> it's true. It's true. So Jane Lynch came into that show while you were yeah. in it. Um, were you a Glee fan? Was that exciting to you when she I started? I actually was surprisingly for like how young I was because I, I, my mom watched that show and I'm, I remember being in like the living room and seeing her. And I think I'd probably just sat down and like watched with her, but I do remember being like, Oh my God, like, this is crazy. Um, and yeah, I was so excited. And like Jane, she was like so lovely and like the sweetest. That's like such a good start. Now you stayed in Annie until it closed, right? Yes. Did you, was the thought to go back after that? Had you already booked Matilda, which would be your next Broadway show? I think, I think coming out of Annie, I auditioned for this regional show Beaches and I did mm -hmm. that. And that was so we were like, okay, well, now, like, I guess I'm doing this. And okay. then right out of that, audition for Matilda and then got Matilda. So it was kind of like a gradual, like a continuous, like there wasn't enough time for us to be like, <laughs> Got it. Yeah. So your next job on Broadway is playing the title role in Matilda, the musical. Look, you went right to, no yes. one could see her, but no. you went right to position. It's been like, uh, it's been ingrained in your brain. Okay. So that must've felt like a really big day to get that offer. Be like, oh you're yeah. going to play the, the lead in a Broadway musical. I want um, like more than anything. All right. Talk to me about it. Talk to me yeah, about well, when I did Matilda I, enter your world? Yeah. I auditioned. I'm pretty sure I auditioned for Matilda maybe a little bit after Annie or a little before Annie, because I think I was like six or seven, like very little auditioning for Matilda. They were like, she's too little. Like it's just, you know, and, and I think I went into it like knowing that I was too little, but just, I like loved the show and like just fell in love with the character. And then I, I mean, there was like eight callbacks for that. It's just like continuous callback, callback. Um, and I remember being in finals. There were like eight of us. And I, the way I found out is like kind of, it's, it's kind of funny, but like. Tell I'll us. Tell you, yeah, I'll tell you. <laughs> um, so I was, after the audition had happened, I was kind of waiting, obviously with bated breath, like for the day I was every day. I think I asked my mom, like, have you heard? Have you heard? Um, and I feel like I'm always like that, <laughs> but, um, I, one day I was like walking down the street and I think it had been like a week or something since it had happened. And I was like, we would know by now, like I didn't get it. I didn't get it. And that night or my mom knew that I had gotten it. Um, and that night 
she was going to tell me and Sydney, who I'd just booked Annie on tour. like Your sister. It, yeah, my sister. <laughs> we booked it at similar times and she was going to tell us both like a, at like a dinner. Like she was going to kind of tell us at the same time. And I was walking down the street, like being like, I didn't get it. Like it's over. And like, and she was like so annoyed with me just like crying at it that she was like, Brooklyn, you got it. Like, (laughs) and I just like jumped into her arms and was just so happy. And I remember like, I think the day after that, like I had like never been happier. I was just so happy and excited for like the journey. And how cool that your sister also booked a show at the same time. Um, and so that, how did your family deal with you on Broadway and her on tour? Well, there was actually, well, let me tell you, there was actually a point where I was doing Matilda in New York and my dad, I think was with me. Sydney was, my older sister was on tour, on tour with Annie, um, with, I think a family friend or something. And my little sister Raleigh was on right. tour with the How the Grinch Stole Christmas oh my with God. my mom. So we were all like in different places and I can't believe that ever happened, but I mean, we found a way to do it, but like, it was crazy. Cause we were all little girls all just traveling and like all over the place and like not with both of our parents, which is like just not normal for us. I mean, that has to be a pretty historic moment that three sisters are all yeah. working professionally yeah, yeah. at the exact same time. I don't think it yeah. happens a lot. All right. Back to you. We're not talking about them anymore. Um, <laughs> although they're wonderful and super talented and I'm obsessed with them all, but back to you. So what can you tell me about the first time you played Matilda on Broadway? Oh goodness. I, I mean, it was like a buildup. So we had like lots of rehearsals and a put in. And I just remember like feeling so at the end of it, like, cause there's so much stuff. There's so much dialogue. There's so much action. There, like there's so much going on that I think during the show, I was trying to like hit it all and, and just like make sure I, I just like did what I was supposed to did do. The show, yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, it was a big responsibility and I was like, I just need to do it. Um, And then at the end, like it was the most probably rewarded I've ever felt. Like just like the response and just the feeling so proud that I could do it. And it was just like. And sort of the last moment of Matilda is that kind of everyone exits and then Matilda's left alone and she does the roll up her sleeves and position and there's a light change. And then is there a curtain call again after that? I'm trying to remember. There's Miss Honey Matilda because they found each other. Yeah. Cartwheel and then bows. And then I think the very last thing is that. that. Um, so you kind of really get to stick the landing yes. for lack of a better yes. term. And that's a really exciting thing. And you're, what are you about nine at this point? Yeah, I was nine. Okay. Um, now, what is it like to share a role, Matilda, if you're not familiar, it's three <laughs> girls who are rotating as Matilda. What is it like to sort of have to share? It's not just like you're a part, you're not the main Matilda. Yeah. It's like an equal share. Is yeah. that really comforting? Is that stressful? Talk to me about what it's like to really kind of split a role three ways. Yeah. I mean, I think it was very helpful because I mean, they do it for a reason. We're all, you know, eight, nine and 10 and like trying to navigate this whole experience. And I think it was really nice to be able to have those breaks and like the recharging moments so that we could come back and, and put our best foot forward and do the best that we could. Um, and also just having like three other girls 
your age, like it's just so much fun. And like the Matilda, one of the Matildas that I was a Matilda with, I'm is is my best friend, and we've been best friends since then. Like, and that's just I love that. What kind of things do you remember? Like the three of you doing? Were there like games you would play or stuff yeah. that feels really special to that time? I mean, we would always do like in between act one and act two, sh- sh- like games with all of the kids, like in the dressing room. Um, like we did mafia, we did, I've arrived. We did just like so many fun games. That was like a highlight. Like that was so much fun. Just like playing those games. Um, I mean, we would spend so much time together. Like the, f- the four girls, like we would do like months of rehearsal and just like day in and day out of like rehearsal. We did a lot of rehearsal together actually like they're most of it was all of us together and um so just like those special moments and then like being in the theater and like it's like little things like going on the book thing for the first time like rising Mm -hmm. the book thing for the first time or like getting my hair teased for the first time like all the little moments were like super special and also it's like Annie there's just a bunch of kids our age and it's just like a big fun time to spend with like your friends. Yeah. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now, Matilda is a really big acting role, where mm-hmm. in Annie, it's like, you got to be cute. You got to hit yeah, your marks. It's, it's fine. But yeah. Matilda is like a very deep kind of dark kid and it it requires a different level of attention and acting ability. How did you tap into that? Cause it's less about being cute and more about being a kind of really good actor. (laughs) Um, How did you start to discover that for yourself? Yeah. I mean, it has so many layers to it. And like, I think throughout the whole process, I was discovering more and more about the text and the character and the character in relation to the other characters. And I think throughout that is when I really started to understand how much I loved acting. How much you're an actress. Yes, that's right. That's that's what like kind of solidified that because you have to do more work and you have to, and that kind of is the test of if you really do love it. And like, I did love doing all that work and like working with the people um, who kind of like, who taught us the whole show and the music and all that. So who helped you the most prepare for this role to like kind of take on these big shoes of playing Matilda? Yeah. I mean, there were so many people that, that helped so much, but um, Gina Ratten like was a huge. The the resident director, right? Yeah. She did just was so wonderful throughout that process of like, 
helping us, but also letting us have room to craft figure it. Figure out. Yeah, to figure it out. Um, she was amazing. Deborah Abramson, um, who was the music director, um, she was wonderful as well. There were so many people, though, and, like, also the Guardians, like, who were just, like, so helpful and throughout the whole show just did like, everything that... Yeah, they're, they're, it's, like, it's so amazing how much the Wranglers and the Guardians affect the experience for the kids. Yeah. And if you have someone that you love being around, it yeah. makes the whole experience fun. And if you have someone that you don't like, it's misery. <laughs> I'm saying it so you don't have to. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, so you do this, you have this big moment doing Matilda. It's very exciting. So I think this probably solidifies, like, this is the thing you're going to keep doing. Yes. Did Beaches come back after that or Beaches yes. was just before? Yes. yes. So then you did, like, the out-of-town Big Beaches production with um, Presley Ryan, right? Yes. Yes, Press. Shout out to Presley Ryan. The, the third Little Me guest. Um, you are the 47th Little Me guest, but wow. she was the third. <laughs> I love her um, so much. I know she's the best, but, um, so when then you're developing a new musical, how hard is it when that show doesn't come in or doesn't really have a life beyond your production? Um, I mean, that show was like such a cool experience and like the people I met and also I was originating a role and that was like the first time that I was doing that. Um, and just the show was just a wonderful thing and the people I got to work with was so beautiful and the places I got to go like I I did it out of New York City I did it in Washington and Chicago and so getting to travel somewhere and do and do a show was like a new thing for me um and, and the show is changing so much I'm sure that yeah, was like was. kind of an exciting <laughs> thing to be a part of yeah between the first and the second so much change like a lot of the cast changed and like with what it was like it I'm happy that that's kind of what it was. You know what I mean? That it didn't need to become a huge. Yeah. Like I yeah. think like a lot of people still saw it and like, it was a beautiful show. And also like, who knows what's going to happen with it now? Like there's still so much possibility that it will do great things. It'll continue to. And by the time it happens, you'll be able to play the older right. version <laughs> of your young, exactly. younger self. Yeah. Like um, I've grown out of my role, but yes, you have definitely grown out of young Whitney Basher or whatever, whoever yes. was your guest. Um, but she is amazing. Okay. Yes. So after beaches, after Matilda, you, it's tuck, right. Is the yes. next Broadway show. Yes. Yes. All right. So this is something I want to dive into really quick because okay you have to kind of go back to kind of standing by for someone, yes. which I'm sure is a hard thing after starring in a Broadway show, originating a role out of town. You know, now you're kind of standing by for this girl who, yeah. uh, Sarah Charles, who we love very much, who also I think is episode 10 of this podcast. <laughs> so um, well, tell me how you shift your brain to like do a job where you don't get to do the show every night. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it's really important like even going from like Matilda to doing another standby thing, like I still think that that's like, it teaches me the importance of a swing and a standby and how it's the same level. Like where everyone is is doing really hard work and no one is like better or worse or this or, you know, because there's that like stereotype and, and, and I think like swings and standbys are so underrated and it's Bravo. such a yes. job. And, um, I mean, going back to that, I had so much fun. Like I, and I learned so much and I also understudied, so I understudied Winnie Foster and I also understudied 
the little boy track, (laughs) which I ended up going on for. So I went on as a boy, which was a crazy fun thing. Did they Um, make you be a boy or were you just a girl? Like you were a boy. I was a boy for like, I think three scenes or two. One of the scenes, like one of the carnival scenes, I like just wore a dress that they put me in and they were like, okay, you can be a girl for this scene. (laughs) Um, um, But the two scenes that I was, or three scenes that I was a boy, I was Thomas, which is. Oh, the young version of, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or the the son of. Yeah, exactly. So it's like important for the actual arc. Um, Yes. I just think that's so, that was so fun. Like I just had so much fun doing that. And like, I love Now we know, we know from listening to this podcast, but Miss Sarah Charles did not miss one show no. about run. Uh-uh. Now we also know Tuck was a little bit of a flopola. So, did, yeah. so you never actually got a chance to play the part, but I do have on very remarkable authority that you were pretty brilliant in understudy rehearsals. So <laughs> I'm sure that it was hard to never get to do it. Yeah. Did you, did you have a sense of like, Oh, this sucks. Like I, I want to just do it one time. I mean, for sure. You could be honest with us. Like totally respect like her, like that's so impressive. Like the fact that she was able to do that is like remarkable. And also there, so there was Sarah Lewis and then another girl, Elizabeth, who was like the first understudy, like in line. And then me, who was like the second in line again, because I was like a little smaller so that I could also Cover the right um so it was like less of a chance that I would get to go on um but like of course I would have like loved it and like that would have been so fun but I think like I'm glad everything played out the way it did and like playing playing the playing that little boy part it seems like that boy was just like the height of Brooklyn <laughs> Chuck's career um okay wait you got well, me. So when you know do you know like when you're that young do you know like you're in a flop musical like this isn't going well like we're going to close <laughs> I think like I think it took probably a little bit after the show to be like wait <laughs> wait, wait. Like, hello is anybody here yeah <laughs> or but also I had been in, like productions that ran longer so I think it being a, like a two month run was like okay well obviously this didn't do as well and and having to have like that group like that cast meeting being like we're closing because uh, that I've heard a lot about that cast meeting yeah really. <laughs> Oh my God. And also I think there were like a few times that we saw it coming too. Like we would have meetings and be like, this is the one. And then it wouldn't be. And we'd be like, Oh, okay. The next yeah. one. Okay. Like, um, yeah, <laughs> it, I mean, you, you just gotta acknowledge it. You just gotta. But at this point, it's like, you've been in enough shows that, <laughs> yeah. you know, ran open, closed, didn't come in, whatever. Yeah. You have a sense of the business in a way yeah. that some adults don't have, right, you right. know, cause you're like, well, I'll just go to Les Mis next door, which is ultimately what you did. I love that. I'm like smoking a fake cigarette as you, as an 11 year old girl. Okay. So then you go right to Les Mis like immediately. Um, and your job there was to like, be ready to play Cosette, little Cosette. Yeah. That was like a a crazy kind of last minute thing because they needed someone that could learn the roles really quick and also be like a, one of those, I mean, the character was called Little Girl, <laughs> and she went on every night in, like, a few of kind of, like, the group town scenes and stuff. Yeah. Um, so they needed someone who could learn it fast and do that role. Um, and I think a few people – I mean, I, th- I had one audition for that, I think. 
And it was like, like, she's fine. She could do it. They're like, it'll work. (laughs) Like, um, and then I think I had a few days to learn the tracks also. Um, Had you always wanted to do Les Mis? Was that like something on your bucket list? Thing that is crazy because in Kentucky, I performed at this like opera house thing when I was probably six. And it was when I was just, just getting into it, probably like just starting the program. Um, and I played little Cosette in this like performance. They did like, I think it was like a show, a medley thing with, from like, um, and they did Les Mis and they did a cast on the cloud and I did Cosette. And so like, I had an attachment to that role. And I remember, I think it was after Annie, like auditioning for Les Mis for the first time. And when I didn't get it, I was heartbroken because I had such an attachment and I was like, I was so sad. Um, and so to get to finally do it, like it took like a few more years, but to get there finally and like to finally get to Lemis <laughs> at eleven or whatever. You're like, so funny. I remember my first show as Cosette, like about to do that, being like so excited because I was like, Yes, like I I I've wanted this and like this is like so special and it has like a, a special place in my heart. There's kind of nothing more iconic than you yeah. know, that opening chords of Les Mis and getting yeah. to be in that crazy storm of a musical. Like it must just be like the most fun ever. Who was in the show that you were like obsessed with? Like who was in the show then um, that you remember being like, right. Oh my God, this person. Oh my God. There were so many talented people. There was so a funny, funnily enough, one of the girl played Fontaine. Her name was Allison Luff, and she was oh, my. She's miss. so good. I saw her. I know. Yeah, yeah you know. Yeah. Um, she was my Miss Honey, and then I went to Tucker. I went to. Oh my God, not Tucker Lasting. I went to Les Mis, and she was she was in the show. Fontaine, I and love so it. Had, had this like crossover moment for another time, and I was so happy that I got to do that with her because she's like just brilliant, and I had gotten so close with her during Matilda that I was just so she so was happy. so I saw her as Miss Honey and I saw her as Fontaine and I was like this girl is so special and you I'm did. so glad that she's like gonna be she's a big TV star and of course yeah. she did Waitress and don't sleep on Allison Love everybody don't sleep on Allison Love <laughs> um but don't she was she was quite brilliant okay so after Lima's you take a little break from musicals because you decide to start starring in big fantastic plays <laughs> yes I turned into a play girl um, that's kind of cool. So Harry Potter and then Ferryman back yes. to back pretty much. Right. Yes. And the original Broadway cast of both of those shows. Right. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. So cool. Talk to me about Harry Potter. Um, was that so hard to learn? I mean, obviously this is a two, two evening, yeah, like three, six hour play. Right. And you are probably what in seventh grade at this point or something like yeah, that. I was in seventh or eighth grade. And also from Harry Potter and Ferryman, since I was a little bit older, I have like most of like I have the memories more Good, share with us yeah. share with us a great Harry <laughs> Potter memory or story yeah um I mean that cast was just like so wonderful and I learned so much from them and they were so welcoming and also they were just such like brilliant actors like all of like them real actors um, yeah. Yes. yeah 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 <laughs> No, but the same thing in Ferryman too. Like that was my question for you. And I want you to tell your Harry Potter story, but what an education to be in a play like Ferryman every night and watch those people do that. It was a masterclass like every single night. Um, But I mean, Harry Potter was just like so much fun. And I all, 
the funny thing is auditioning for Harry Potter, I hadn't read the books. I hadn't, I don't even think seen all the movies. You're like, listen, I missed out a little bit on childhood because I was yeah. working. So if you could just fill me in on what happened at Harry Potter, I'll be <laughs> A little bit. And so I was like, oh, like, I, this is not good. So when I booked it, I was like, I have to read them. Like, I have to, like, super speedy read all these books. Because also, like, we had had, like, a little, like, hint that we were going to, like, meet J.K. Rowling? 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 Rowling. Great. It's a, it's a debate on which one. It's <laughs> okay, great. But, um, so I literally, between rehearsals and opening, I read all of them super quickly. Like, every minute I had, I was reading um, and then I, I did it. I completed, I think like a week before opening. Um, because I was like, if I'm meeting her, like I have to, I have, have to have read these books. Yes. It, won't, it, it just like would, would be like disrespectful to not. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, we, we got to opening, I read them all and we got to meet her and I was, I was happy I did it. I was like, I feel good that I did that. <laughs> um, cause I wouldn't have been worthy, you know, like of, now learning all the magic and stuff like that was that like so fun was it stressful yes. to get it right did you have to fly no I had the the kind of trick thing I had was in one of my scenes I like I had wings and they like fluttered Ooh. like they Ooh. actually fluttered um and so like it was like a a little like trick and knowing all those tricks was like so I felt so cool, like knowing all. Yeah, the like secrets. you know the secrets. Don't and, tell and the so, secrets. So literally, yeah. Like, hashtag, hashtag keep the secrets was That's like it. the motto of the show yeah. because they were like, "You guys can't say a word." Um, and I don't know, like it is some of those things they did. I don't understand, like how they made it look so magical, um, and it was just executed so well. And how like, do you feel about the show reopening as one play? I. I'm, I don't know. I don't know how to right. make that because there's so many like moments that are so important. And like, I don't know how they would do that, but I mean, I mean, Americans are trash, no offense. So like we yeah. can't, they're, they're not sitting through six hours of Harry yeah. Potter yeah, on Broadway. It's a bad idea. So yeah. you should keep it two part in the West end and people yeah, will see exactly. that. It makes we'll, a lot of sense, but yes. I mean, I'm interested to see how they, map that all out and make that happen because like there's a would lot would you ever want to go back and do one of the teenager older roles of oh my like God. yes yeah that okay. would be we're, so fun we're sending it out, it out to the universe <laughs> exactly um yes yeah I always thought about that. I think like we joked about that sometimes too how like I'd come back in a few years <laughs> and be one of the adult roles but um I would I would love to do that and like, All right, we're we're telling we're telling the people now who yeah, cast that show. Exactly. Tara Rubin's off. Who cast that? I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, okay, so Ferryman, talk to me about doing that show, working with those actors. I'm sure it was all brilliant. But what did it feel like? I'm doing this super dark, yeah, weird. It felt, Irish like, it felt like a different level of of like work and like. I mean, it was, it was the first, I mean, Harry Potter is a play, but it feels very like musical and yeah. yeah. And there's like music and there's kind of a little bit of dancing and there's lots of choreography. Um, and so Fairy was kind of like the first, like really dark, full of depth, like piece of work yeah. I'd done. And here I was like joining this cast of these 
like remarkable actors and Sam Mendes and Jez Butterworth and like these cra- like these like huge crazy talented people um and so that was you like must feel really special to be included in that grouping yeah you know? I was like yeah. I feel like I don't deserve this like <laughs> they're all so so talented and I mean that rehearsal pro- process was I mean we started the kids started first so like we started in the studio um kind of working through all of our work blocking it all so that when the cast came over from like London and Ireland and stuff um that we would kind of like fit into it because they had a lot of them had already done the show. They had already been rehearsing. So like the kind of puzzle pieces would fit together when we kind of came together. So having that like pre rehearsal without them kind of like got the nerves away some and just got us like prepared, which is totally what we needed. Um, And then when they came over, they were just like immediately, it felt so natural and just building like those relationships with all those people in and out of the show was such a wonderful experience that like they just I cannot stress enough how much I learned from them I think like who I was as an actor completely changed through that show like just and and we also went through two casts so the first cast were was mostly from London and Ireland um and so when they left so they left and then an American cast came in um and initially I was like super sad that they were leaving because I get so attached to like the people, people and yeah. I get so emotionally attached and because you form these like relationships and like you're just and you spend so much time together and then it just like go it's just gone it's just gone yeah. yeah um and so like and especially when they're like going to a different country like last show and then they all like leave the country um, but also that second cast was pretty amazing as yeah. well like so I wasn't I, expecting I went back a second time and I was like I did not expect them to be as incredible and they yeah. really were yeah I didn't know what to expect and like I was so used to this cast and attached and stuff and like I was like we were so lucky with the people that we got. It was just such a tight group of people, like lifelong friends. And so I was like, there's no way we'll get lucky again. Like there's no way that we'll get lucky with these people. And we did, we literally got lucky again with the second (laughs) cast. I found another incredible cast that I got so close with. And I just like, was like, how did I land? Like, how did this happen? That like two groups of like people could be so amazing and just like and you're and the show won the tony so you got to do yeah. all that fun all I that funness did. i did like best night of my life oh so amazing so what do you do backstage for the 17 hours of the ferryman like every night like what kind of <laughs> things were you because you love Bro- brooklyn chuck loves a long show yeah so, i do <laughs> i do <sighs> Well, I mean, you're not you're not getting out early to make it to anyone's sweet sixteen. I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh boy, yeah. I mean, it depended on what it was. I spent a lot of time in the green room with the cast, which was like, are, also- are we playing games? Are we playing like celebrity? Oh, What's yeah. happening backstage? In such a long show, you just get that time and like, um, so a lot of green room time, a lot of homework time oh god (laughs) we didn't have time for that (laughs) great let's talk about school real quick before we talk about television how do you balance that amount of work constantly and being a student like how hard is that be be honest with us definitely hard very hard but I mean 
I was able to kind of like find my rhythm and find like the things that work best throughout like each show. And like, it, it always is hard, but like there are ways to get through it. And, and were your teachers helpful, like understanding yeah. the level that you're working? I remember like being in elementary school and like, I think my teachers were just so like, what is happening? Like, what is this? Like, what is happening? So kind of like shocked, but also always supportive and always having my back and giving me what I needed just because it was, it was so such a weird thing, especially like younger, just to have like a job, a job. <laughs> exactly. Like just so weird. So, I mean, my teachers were super helpful. Um, and even now, like my school is super flexible and, um, how were, how are kids with you? I mean, I, I, sometimes kids can be a nightmare yeah. when they're seeing a kid have, did you deal with a lot of that? Yeah. I mean, yeah, you, you, you always do. And like, it's okay. You just have to understand. I mean, it's jealousy, but. Yeah, you just yeah. have to like understand that you kind of just have to like acknowledge that. And it's just hard because sometimes you're like, people will judge based on that. And it's like, give me a chance. You know what I mean? And like, <laughs> like I'm a nice girl. I'm yeah, sorry. I'm a celebrity. Yeah. <laughs> um, you just never see me because I'm always on Broadway <laughs> and you have to miss out on a lot of things being yeah, a kid performer. I and, I, and I think a lot of that, was that ever really hard to balance for yeah, you? Yeah. There were, there were definitely things that were difficult to miss out on. I remember even when I was doing Matilda, I had like a friend at school, like my best friend at school. I would like go to shows and I was gone so often that I came back and she was like best friends with a, with another girl and was like, basically, I can't be best friends with you anymore. And and like that was to hear as like a nine year old was like heartbreaking and like so like things like that. And then I mean, little things like you miss, but ultimately it's like always worth it, even though like things will be like I've missed a few weddings and maybe a vacation or two. But like it doesn't. But the things you've gained by working yeah. with these people and performing. Um, yeah. Yes, that's the balance. Um, I want to talk about TV before we talk do quick fire questions and all that fun yes. stuff. So in the last couple of years, you've made a really big transition to television, yeah. doing um, Rise on NBC, and now you're in the second season of Evil, which is streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Tell me about this transition to working on television. Yeah, well, I think it was super helpful to do two plays, like to go from musicals to plays because that totally like Matilda, like solidified. I mean, I was older and so I was able to do certain things um, and kind of mature in, in a way that benefited my acting and, and, and stuff. So doing those made me realize again, how much I loved it and, and tr how much I love like straight acting as well. Yeah. Um, and so that transition was like, just like, worked out perfectly because I had that where I was like doing lots of acting work. And then I kind of just wanted to keep the ball rolling, keep doing it. Cause I had been doing it and I'd been loving it. And so like I auditioned for, for evil and then did that. And, and it's a pilot, like most of them are, so you never know, but we ended up getting picked up and it's just been like super cool. And like the writers are incredible in the whole cast and it's just like crazy. Like the show is like, it's crazy. Yeah. Do you get input on your character or like things you want to see or things like that? Or do they ask you questions? What do you think should happen here? I mean, I don't think we're super involved in like that kind of thing. They know us. And so they, they, they write for write you. for us. Yeah. Um, and so I remember even in, in the last audition for evil, we just had, um, 
a conversation with the writers, Michelle and Robert King. Um, and we, I think they just like, they just got to know us and like, just see who we were as people. Um, and that was super beneficial for like what was to come and, and then just getting to know them better and them getting to know us better just helps overall with like the entirety of the show and what they write for us. And, but like, I trust them and they always have like the coolest stuff and I always like look forward to it. Do you like watching it? Yes. And that's, <laughs> it's scary though. It's very scary. Ooh, but I love, spooky. but I love scary stuff. And oh, awesome. I think, like I'm super fortunate to also be doing something that like I really do love to watch because like that doesn't always happen. Um, and so it's like I I there have been times that I stayed up till 3 a.m. for it to actually come out to watch it because I was so excited. Oh my god, it's so cool. So everyone can season two is streaming now, right? Season two is streaming on Paramount Plus, and then we're about to shoot season three. And you shoot in New York, yeah? Yeah, which is also very convenient. Oh my God, amazing. I and know. it's so fun being on set. It's just like a really- it's so fun, I love it. And since I, well, I turned 16 in like the middle of the second season, which meant I could start going to set by myself, which was like <sighs> crazy. Like I'm growing up, like that's like the- But you can still only work six hours a day, right? I, I can work 10 hours now. Oh, wow. Well, no. <laughs> I know. I remember my first like- 10 out full 10 hour day was like crazy but I was like I love this like I love it just like like I never want to leave I love every second of being on set and that's because you're born to do it you were born to do it and you're doing it okay so what do you want to do next obviously you're going to shoot season three of this show do you want to keep doing film and tv do you want to do a movie do you want to go back to Broadway Mm -hmm. tell me what you hope is the future of Brooklyn Shuck I mean I would love to do a movie I would I would love, like, I'm really enjoying the, the kind of the film and TV thing. And, I mean, obviously I'll take, like, whatever opportunities come. And, like, what's meant to come will come. But, like, doing a doing a movie would be awesome. And doing something that, like, pushes me out of my comfort zone. Like, a role that, that would, like, take a lot of prep and would take a lot of, like, really figuring out the character would be, I, like, I want to be challenged. I want yes. to challenge. So yeah. Well, I'm always very sad that your secret garden that you did with my girl Sierra Bogus didn't come in. I, and it, it still could come in. You're just you just yeah, won't be in it. Yeah. But it was so close so many times. And I'm sure you've had that happen a lot. And yeah. it's amazing that at this point of your career, you understand that nothing is guaranteed. And yeah. you and I'm sure that has been really helpful as you kind of figure out your career. Um, Brooklyn, you are such a magical human. You're doing, I'm so proud of you. Every time I see you on my television, every time I see your name in a playbill, I just remember that six-year-old girl with the like bowler haircut who just was fearless and came in and was just like willing to do anything. And that is, I think, why you have been so wildly successful. Thank you. Um, All right. We're going to do obsessed and quick fire questions. Okay. Brooklyn. Okay. What are you obsessed with right now? <laughs> um, this is kind of like a thing I'm continually obsessed with. Harry Styles. <laughs> okay. It's Great. always we'll, Harry Styles. We'll yeah. just take that on. Um, I just watched a documentary called The Lady in the Dale on HBO Ooh. that I'm very obsessed with. It's sort of about this crazy guy who kind of was a con man and then he 
transition to female, which was his truth, and then started selling this three wheel car. And it was like this wild 60s, yeah. early 70s story. It's a crazy four part documentary on HRO Plus. Check it out, Lady in the Dale. I'm oh, cool. very obsessed with it. Okay. Are you ready for the Broadway Workshop quick fire questions? I think so. <laughs> Don't overthink it. Just go okay. with your first thought. It just okay. Like, just answer it. Ready? Okay. What was your first audition song? I think I know it's today. Great. First Broadway show you saw? Elf. Ah, oh, so sweet. With Mitchell Sink, who I didn't tell the way. Oh, sweet. Um, favorite Broadway show that you were not in? Ooh. Hamilton, everyone says that, but it's so That's good. Fine. It's not everybody says it. Fill in the blank. Leslie Margarita is? Dazzling. Nice. An artist you'd like to work with that you haven't? Florence Pugh. What revival would you like to star in on Broadway? Doesn't matter about age. You can pick any role, any time. Hmm. Maybe... Waitress. But like, who? aren't they doing a revival? But. Yeah, but like, you, if you could be in the next revival of Waitress, we'll yeah. say that. Yeah. All right. Who do you talk to most from your Annie days? Probably Taylor Richardson. What is your go-to album for a car trip? Stranger in the Alps, Phoebe Bridgers. Great. Fill in the blank. Sierra Bogus is breathtaking yes who is your favorite on-screen co-star to work with Ooh. oh my god that's so hard um i'm gonna go with currently katya herbers who is my mom in evil i love it who should patty lapone play in the harry potter play if <laughs> you could cast her in any role oh my god wait what is the character oh boy i'm blanking <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, oh, Umbridge. Great. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> can you name two real housewives? No. <laughs> yes, that's good. That means you're a classy gal. Okay. Um, do, you, do you do any impressions? Oh, my God. That's such a good question. You could just talk in your Irish accent for a minute. Give me um, one line from Ferryman. Can I give you my first line? Yeah. Okay. Honor Carney has eaten an entire bottle of vitamin C tablets, and Oshin Carney said the F word. Then Michael <laughs> Carney said the C word. Then Oshin said the C word back. I love it so much. I get, we should have done the whole interview like that. <laughs> yeah, we should have missed opportunity. It's, it's so good. All right, who is your favorite Muppet? Maybe Animal, isn't that one? The yeah, dragon. that's that's the rocker you got one. It. All right. Do you have the craziest night you can remember on stage? Any show, anything that things went wacko? Yes. yes. Share. <laughs> um, well, in Matilda one night, I was doing Naughty. Um, I was opening the door, going around to make my next entrance, and I banged my head on the door on my way around to like make my next kind of mark. Um, and so I continued doing Naughty. And my dad is in the front row. This is so like you, how often do you actually go sit in the front row to show? Like not that often. Mm -hmm. So my dad and sister are in the front row randomly. I'm like going around continuing the song. Um, and there are like two carpets on the bottom of the stage in that place. I'm doing it. I'm doing, continuing to do it. I feel like something come down my forehead and I was like, um, 
I must be really sweating. Like this is really like anxiety inducing. I must be sweating really hard right now. Um, and I look down at the yellow carpet and it's red. Oh. <laughs> and so I'm bleeding and I'm, I'm like doing this thing, like the naughty kind of chop moves and like spew like blood, just like, um, and I think everyone in the front row like saw and my dad, I like look at my dad and he's like, uh, did they did they swing you out? Did you do the rest of the show? What happened? I continued naughty. I finished naughty. Lights out. Like onto the next scene. I went off stage and I was like, I need a band aid. Like I hit my head because um, also it was my third to last show and I had people in the audience and I was like, no, I have to do this. And so I was crying because not because I was in pain, which I mean I was, but I was crying because I couldn't go back on. So they didn't let you do the rest of the show? No. no. Oh, I know. Sorry. Sorry, family. <laughs> All right. Um, just a couple more. Have you ever done a school musical? Yes. Oh. I did Susical, actually. And okay. I sixth or seventh grade, I played a bird girl. Mm. <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah. Um, okay. Favorite quarantine TV binge? Ooh. Big Brother. What movie can you watch over and over again? 10 Things I Hate About You. And that has come up a couple of times on this podcast. Really? Um, and my last question is, what advice do you have for a performer just starting out like you were with the bowler haircut, the bowl haircut? Um, I would say just be authentically you and be persistent. And it's, it's, you get a bunch of no's and, and like, just keep going and, and just as long as you love it, like that's all that matters and just like continue it and do your best. Well, Brooklyn, you're born for what you're doing. You are such a dream. Tell the people where they can follow you if they want to see what's up with Brooklyn Shuck. You can follow me at Brooklyn Shuck on Instagram, I think in Twitter as well. And that's pretty much all I got. And if you do start a podcast, it's What's Up with Brooklyn Shuck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'll, I'll um, give you credit for that. I, I'll take any bit of credit I can get ever. <laughs> um, thank you all for listening today. It's been so fun to chat with my buddy Brooklyn. And if you're loving the Little Me podcast, remember to rate, review, subscribe, give us five stars. If you don't want to give me five stars, then don't give me any stars. Um, I am obsessed with all of you. Brooklyn, I'm obsessed with you. Thank you so much for doing this today. It was so fun to catch up with you. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. We'll see you next week with an all-new episode. Bye, Brooklyn. Bye. Thank you, listeners. This podcast is produced by Alan Seals, Dory Berenstein, and the Broadway Podcast Network and edited by Derek Gunther. For more information on the Little Me podcast, go to bpn.fm slash littleme. And follow me on Instagram at Mark Tuminelli or on Twitter at That Tuminelli. And for more information on workshops, classes, and everything Broadway Workshop, go to broadwayworkshop.com. Thank you for listening. Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? 
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.